Good morning, Pride Talk listeners. It is 7 a.m. on Saturday, October the 6th. Got up per usual, getting ready for the day, a little bit of uh, coffee or coffee-like substance that I've been drinking lately, and um, did a little writing. Checked in on Twitter machine, and um, my dear friend Yale Bartour was sort of the first thing that popped up. It's from three hours ago, and she wrote, these little kids just pointed up and said, look, they're coloring the sky. Thank you, Iron Dome. So uh, Yale is from Israel, from Tel Aviv, and um, the picture is of some kids. I'll put it in the, in the notes here. And they are indeed pointing up in the sky past a building, and you can see a bit of a streak, which is the Iron Dome um, intercepting uh, rockets coming in. So I have no idea what's going on. I'm, I've just woken up. I look over on the right side of the feed, and it says live, Hamas attacks and enters Israel, Israel declares war. Okay, so obviously anybody that's been alive um, for the past, oh, I don't know, 70 years knows that, um, 80 years, there's always some violence going on, or seems like it, over in Israel. They are a very small country surrounded by people that would like to blow them off the face of the earth. So actually, Yale, who lives here in New York City and has for about 10 years, um, is in Israel right now with her family. By the way, her family, who I know and love, um, we've, I've stayed with them in Tel Aviv, and they've been here, and really super wonderful people. I wrote her and said, how is the Bartu family? How is your country? She said, she said, we're okay. It's so bad. I've never seen anything like it. Civilians kidnapped into Gaza, burned alive in their shelters. Terrorists FaceTiming victims' families and taunting them. People calling the radio saying terrorists are in their house and begging for help. Um, uh, she said, we're all shocked. It's pure bloodlust. Of course, I agree with this. I think it's insane. I think it's insane that anyone thinks that this will accomplish anything but misery. Um, we talked a little more. She said she's glad she's home. She said I could... You know, I want to follow what's going on, obviously. And she said, go over to her feed. Um, and she's got some good follows there and some good videos. Um, uh, anyway, it's funny because today for my pie talk for you guys, um, I went, I have a bunch of, you know, it's funny. I've talked about it previously on pie talks. I have a lot of recipes that have been handwritten out for me because this is what happens. You go to someone's home or gathering and you love something that they eat back in the day I guess when I was doing this more we didn't have the recipes on our cell phone um, or didn't have a link to them online and then we could say oh by the way I doubled the vanilla or did something like that people would just take out a piece of paper and write down the recipe for you or send it to you later this one again this one is from 1996 that I'm pulling out for you I believe it was faxed to me I loved it and I'll tell you the story of how I got to this uh, particular recipe, which is for a kugel. Um, now, kugel. I didn't know what a kugel was growing up. I'm not Jewish, though I, did, I grew up in New York City. And as I, I said yesterday uh, on the podcast with Sarah Heppola, when I went to college, I thought 50% of the world was Jewish, or not a world, America. Well, I thought that because half of my friends growing up were Jewish. Now, it was the 70s when I grew up, 70s and 80s. It was pretty secular. Um, people were, I mean, if, if people were being more observant, they weren't 
I wasn't seeing them being more observant, but really, really, they were not for the most part. My my best girlfriend was um, half Jewish, half Episcopalian. They would uh, they would have a Passover dinner and they would hide the matzah under a statue of the Pope. So there you go. Um, I have a kind of good story about this, about the mixed up of uh, how we grew up back then. My two best girlfriends, one was, as I said, she was half Jewish, half Episcopalian. The other one was Jewish, but really very secular. They had a Christmas tree in their house um, every Christmas. So when my daughter uh, was born, I decided to get her baptized. Now, I was no longer a practicing Catholic if I'd ever been. My, my first communion was also my last communion. Uh, when I was seven, my father, who had grown up very Catholic, Catholic grade school, Catholic high school, Catholic college for a while at Fordham, um, he, he leaned over to my mother in the pew and said, this is the last time I'm going to church when, uh, when I was, um, had my first communion. So I didn't really grow up Catholic, but you know, you, you kind of have this stuff in your bones a little bit. Like I wrote a little novella um, a number of years ago called The Bad Mother. And it's just weird how much Catholicism is sort of like wafting through that whole story. In any case, um, my, my ex, my, my, late, my daughter's dad, Tim, and I, we never got legally married. We'd been together for years. But I figured, you know, I would throw my parents a bone and I would, um, I would get her baptized. I thought that this would make them happy, right? They got me baptized in a church in Greenwich Village, Our Lady Pay. So I figured I would, I would do that. So we come back, and I asked my friends Tori and Sarah to be the godmothers, and we've got a Native American uh, godfather, but he's not around. He's in Minnesota. Actually, he didn't find out he was her godfather until about five years ago when we found him on Facebook and let him know, and he was just overjoyed. In any case, we get to the church, and uh, we got to go in a little room in the back. My, it's my dad and me and... Um, Maybe the godmothers are there because we got to like sign some stuff or whatever, and we're talking, and and the priest says um, says so are the godparents here? I said, well, the godfather's not here, but the godmother's here. There'll be two. And like, okay, two godmothers, whatever. He's he's going to be okay with that. And uh, and he says, well, are they Catholic? And I said, uh, well, no. Um, you know, one is. Jewish and one is half Jewish, half Episcopalian. And he kind of looks and he looks at my father and he says, well, is the godfather Catholic? I'm like, no, he's a Native American dude back in Minnesota. And he just looks around and my father takes his hand and says, just do it. It turns out he put $220 in 20s into my dad's hand. And we had my daughter baptized. So there you go, how, how things work in New York sometimes, or in the Catholic Church, or something like that. In any case, a long way of saying, I am not Jewish, even though everybody thinks I am, and that's totally fine by me. And I also say Yale's dad, Ronnie, who we all adore. So a whole bunch of us went over to Israel in November. Um, the Israeli consulate asked, uh, or invited a bunch of us to, to go over on their dime, no obligations whatsoever. Um, they wanted to show us the country. And in fact, most of us didn't really write anything. Uh, we're all we're journalists. Who was there? It was, um, well, I don't want to say who was there because, you know, some people, whatever. It's their business. But you, I, I'll, I'll post a picture or two and you can see who was there. And believe me, you know many of them. I think I've already said Michael um, Moynihan and Matt Welch were there. And of course, Yael was there. And um, I think Jesse Siegel has mentioned that he's been there. Anyway, 
we did see uh, Yale's family a whole bunch of time, and they had us over for dinner, of course. And Ronnie is great. Lior, her mother, is great. Um, um, I don't know where I was going with telling the story, except that these are these are wonderful families. Oh, I know what I was going to say about Ronnie. So. <laughs> He says to Yale, we're uh, standing at her house at, at, at uh, dinner one night. And he says something to her, to her you know, in Hebrew. And uh, Yale's like, no, 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 whatever. And he looks, he says, oh, okay. He gives like an okay shrug. And she, he, she says to me, he asked if you were Jewish. And, and, and I said, no. And he's like, yeah, okay, yes, yeah, she is. It's okay, right? Okay, fine. So they came over, uh, Lior and Ronnie came over um, in the spring. And we had a big... Was it the spring? Gosh, when when was it? Oh, gosh, I don't even remember. They were here. We had a big meal with Passover um, in the I don't know when Passover is because I'm not Jewish. But in any case, um, we had a big uh, meal with a bunch of people uh, in Yale's building. Up, she's like she lives in an apartment building on the Upper West Side, and there's of course like a whole nice roof. Not a yeah, like a top floor area where you could have a meal. It's a thing they do in buildings now, and um, a lot of people came and everybody brought food. And I brought a kugel, and I'll tell you the kugel story in a minute. But I had the kugel; it was on. It was a, it was a hit, as was everybody's food. And Ronnie came up to me and he said, "Well, you're Jewish," and I was like, "I'm very happy to to be Jewish with your family because I'm very happy to be with their family, and I'm very happy in general." Man, to be in Israel, Tel Aviv, when people, when people say, like, where do you want to go back? Or what traveling have you done? Or what, I want to go back to Tel Aviv. It was so interesting and beautiful and alive and also kind of, like, messy. And, and the light is incredible. The light in Israel, you dream about it. You come home and for weeks... My dreams were of just walking through that light. Anyway, I'm, I'm thinking of, um, of what's going on in Israel today. I don't know very much about it. I, again, I woke up half an hour ago and uh, opened up Twitter, and I haven't really followed it at all. Uh, when we were there, we did go and see, um, and see sort of an Iron Dome station where they have some of the, uh, the interceptors set up. It was fascinating. It was fascinating who was there running it. These very young people, as you know, they are, you, you, most young Israeli citizens have to go and join the military for a while. Amazing, amazing country. I cannot wait to go back. And I am absolutely wishing peace for Israel. As, um, as I wrote to uh, Yale, what can I do? Keep in touch with me. I, overnighting cookies seems a bit much, but, and she's like, pies for peace. So yes, today's episode is pies for peace. So the recipe I'm going to read to you comes from a dear friend of mine, Lauren Segan, grew up in New York City. I met her on the same film where I met Taba's dad, uh, a, um, a miniseries called Roanoke, uh, which was a PBS miniseries mini uh, that we filmed back in 1985. We were both, uh, I was a PA, I met, I met Tim and his dad, and actually I'm going to be writing about that today um, for an assignment I have. About a couple things. In any case, um, I met Lauren. She remained a dear friend. That I moved to L.A. She moved to L.A. Uh, her brother, uh, lovely guy, Lloyd, who is a producer who's been just a terrific guy through my life. Um, he was married. His wife was pregnant. His wife, Allison. 
and um, I was inviting to the baby shower out in the in the, in the valley. So I'm there, and there's all kinds of food on the tables. You know, it's women and some guys milling around and kids and, you know, life and food on the table. And there's this thing on the table that I take a bite of. I don't know what it is. It looks like some kind of casserole. I don't know what it is. Anyway, I taste it. I was like, what is this? Wait, what, what is this? This is how I have half my recipes, as, as you know. I taste something somewhere, and I'm like, wait, I have to know what this is, including... Um, my friend Hayalea, I was in LA two weeks ago, we went to Shabbat dinner, and she made an eggplant dish, which I can't believe, I said, Hayalea, you have got to give me this recipe, and she's like, yes, yes, I will, I haven't gotten it yet, I will get it this week, and maybe that's next week's pie talk, because man, I could eat, I could eat a wheelbarrow of this stuff, in any case, um, I was like, what is this, what is this, and so, uh, someone says to me, oh, Allison's mother, the, the, you know, the woman who's having a baby, her mother made it. So I go up to her and I say, wait, what is this delicious thing? Can I have the recipe? And she goes, what is it? It's a kugel. And I was like, what's a kugel? She looks at me, she goes, what's a kugel? And she, I said, well, I've never, never had a kugel. She looks at me, she calls her across the room. She's like, Allison, she's never had a kugel. Anyway, that's what I remember about it. So I later got the recipe, and I have it written down here. Allison Segan's mother's kugel. Okay. Um, I will. It's written down kind of fast, and I, I almost messed up the recipe when I made it for um, Yale's. Um, I've made it one other time. Now, it's a hit. It's also kind of like sweet, which you wouldn't think like a noodle pudding would be, but it is. But trust me, you can make this like, you could serve this with chicken. You can serve it with anything because it's really good. I'm going to read you the recipe. I'm going to try to like get it right while I'm telling you. I'll, I'll write it out better in the, in the show notes. Okay. It is one 12-ounce bag of egg noodles, eight ounces of cream cheese, one stick of butter. So that's half a cup of butter, one cup milk, four eggs, a half a cup of sugar, one teaspoon vanilla, half a teaspoon of cinnamon, as people listening here, I don't really like cinnamon. I think I left it out when I made it, but you probably should use it. Uh, and a half a cup of white raisins. Okay, you take the cream cheese and the butter. You cream them together. Now, so you're going to do this in like a hand mixer or if you've got a standing mixer. Cream the cream cheese and butter. So you probably want them a bit soft, right? Add the milk, add the eggs, add the sugar, add the vanilla, and the cinnamon and the raisins. So now you've got this kind of like gloopy, soupy, cream cheesy mix. You have a like casserole dish. I don't know what I used. Probably, um, I may have used like a nine by 12. It's actually like an oval shape. It's going to be a little bigger than an eight by eight pan. You can use uh, a glass dish. You can use, mine is cast iron, you know, butter a dish. Butter a dish that seems like a nice 12 ounces of cooked noodles. You've now cooked the noodles in some boiling salted water, right? You dump that out. See, they did this in a way that's a little, a little not squirrely, but I'm, I'll tell you the way I did it. Cook your noodles, drain them, put them in a mixing bowl. Add that gloopy, soupy, cream cheesy mixture, and then take that and transfer it into a buttered dish. Like I said, nine by 12, let's say. Cover it with plastic wrap and let it sit overnight. Now, here's the kicker. Take it out, have your oven preheated to 350, and now cover the kugel in frosted flakes. Yes, I said frosted flakes. 
I now have half a box of Frosted Flakes sitting in my pantry because I made this last time. So cover it with Frosted Flakes. Put in the oven. When I say cover, you're not going to make three inches of Frosted Flakes. You're going to put like, you know, an inch of Frosted Flakes on it. And you're going to bake it for an hour and 15 minutes, which sounds like a long time, but it actually, it actually needs it in a 350 oven and take it out. Guys, look, this Kugel, you may not have known what a Kugel is or have ever eaten it. You're going to be eating it. You're going to make it for your family and friends. It's also super easy. And it's also, at least for me, someone that did not grow up eating a Kugel, it's just such a surprise. It's like, what is this deliciousness? Um, okay, guys, thank you for listening to this extra long pie talk. I am going to go on Twitter now and find out a little more for this. Um, if you are a praying person, I would pray for peace. As what I'm doing today, it's pies for peace. Uh, I'm sending my love to everyone. <laughs>